Good evening, friends. Welcome to episode 134 for Schnozcast on Saturday, July 31st, 2021. This is Bob, joined, as always, by my trusty co-hosts, Nick Bader, Corey Selesky, Todd Dillon. We're going to get into uh, a little bit of booze news tonight, some funk of this, as always. Uh, 90 Second Sports, Gentlemen's Agreement. We might even do a little bit of existential discussion. Gentlemen. Oh, hey. <laughs> you can't steal them. I did. Sorry. It's gone. You got to figure something else out. Sorry, man. That was <laughs> totally an accident. Oh, I loved it. I had it. five buttons muted, and when I unmuted, I hit all of them except for that, yours. That's right, because I forgot to unmute Todd, so his is on now. Oh. You've, and you didn't. Thank you. You weren't able to do your oh, hey, so I got you. Yeah. Oh, hey. There it is. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Todd Dillon, how are you, sir? Mighty. Mighty what? I'm mighty fine. <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, so for the <laughs> That's what Mary says. Yeah. <laughs> what my, my her voice is deep. Yeah, what else does Mary say? <laughs> uh so let's, let's get the housekeeping out of the way. So if you're new, uh welcome. You can come back here every weekend to uh, join us. Uh you can also stream us in high def audio out on iTunes and Spotify, and Stitcher, and Podbean, and Audible, and Pandora, and anywhere else you can get a podcast. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all at Schnozcast. If email is your thing and you miss the 90s, you can email us at schnozcast at gmail.com with all your existential questions for the group or request for relationship advice. And you can also, uh, and this is the big one, call or text us on 618-SHOCKER. The Shocker Line. Yes, sir. And uh, we are also sponsored once again this week by Apothecary in Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, and by the owner, Anthony Freed, uh, the self-proclaimed weed god. Uh, Apothecary is Ann Arbor's premier locally owned and operated cannabis cultivator and dispensary. Uh, they have all their in-house products certified organic by an independent company, and all their packaging is recyclable or biodegradable. Um. And again, they are running every Saturday from now through September 11th, weather permitting, uh, a free concert on Whitmore Lake uh, at 9444 Main Street. You can get there by car. You can jump in the water and swim there from Whitmore Lake. You can also uh, maybe borrow a boat with the intent to return it later after the concert <laughs> and drive over and park. <laughs> hey, just a quick question. Anyone have a, a boat they're willing to just lend out for the weekend? Yeah. I think that's a legitimate uh, favor to ask. And there's lots of people know, who just lend boats to strangers. I hope the Barefoot Bandit isn't in Michigan. He used to borrow boats around here all the time. Really? Oh, yeah. And planes. You know, Corey never wears shoes. Now we're flip-flops. Make of that what you will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at this free concert, you can also enjoy uh, uh, expertly prepared food. Available for purchase in the on-site food truck hosted by our own Chef Michael J. and Nick Bader from the Freeland Chef. Uh, 
You can also purchase craft beer uh, on site, and there'll be a designated area to smoke your favorite herb. So once again, it's Apothecary in Arbor. Check them out. Tell them the Schnazcast sent you. And with that, we're done with housekeeping for the for the entire weekend. How was your Corey? What's going on in the world of Corey Slesky now? Oh man, I don't. It, it was a long fucking day. I can tell you that much. Whirlwind day, whirlwind weekend thus far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did the most adult thing thing I think I've done in quite some time, and uh, created a spreadsheet for our, our wedding plans. Uh, <laughs> that was a kick straight to the balls. Now, did you did you was it a workbook or a worksheet? In other words, is everything just on one sheet? Yes. Or did you separate them by in order of importance? <laughs> no, I mean everything's broken down into categories, but it's all on one spreadsheet. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so did that. Yes, yeah, so, well, last night, as a matter of fact, uh, and then today, I'm supposed to meet with you guys to go to German Park. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, we had a dog sitter come over because we're going for my cousin's wedding next weekend. So uh, met her. She stayed a lot longer than uh, we expected. Uh, by the time she left, I still had grass to cut and things to do outside, and wanted to get the car washed and cleaned out. And the more and more I thought about it, I'm like, I, yeah, if I were to we were to head out there now, like I wouldn't get half the stuff done I, I wanted to. And as I was telling Nick before you came down, uh, luckily, uh, I didn't go because I, we were going to put the kayaks on the car to go kayaking tomorrow. Okay. And when I went to go put one of the cross rails back on, uh, the little handle on it snapped. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. So, so well, you can't transport kayaks for the moment? No, luckily I called Kelly and Dylan and uh, they came over with the truck and loaded them up on Dylan's truck. So, Wow. Yeah. Okay. Dog sitter, give me a break. So that's two adult things you did today. Oh, cut cut the grass. Sorry, edged, three. Four. Uh, <laughs> wash the car, clean the car out. Uh, power wash the driveway. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was a day. Then got everything together to come down here. Look at you. The little boy's all grown up. Yeah, I have my moments, I guess. How about you, Todd? What's shaking? Uh, you, you, were, uh, you were on assignment this week uh, for work. Yeah, it was a cross country yeah, out, out in Boston. It was good to actually uh, be in an office setting uh, for the first time in like a year and a half. Uh, got to meet uh, several of my coworkers who I've been working with for the last seven months in person. Uh, but it was a long trip, man. It was I wasn't used to being on the road, staying in a hotel, uh, sleeping in a bed that, uh, quite frankly, is was uh, shitty. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Stop saying it at the Red Roof Inn, buddy. Yeah, but uh, that said, that said, I, I did get to uh, torture some people around me because, uh, yeah. as you'll hear about in uh, 90 Second Sports, man, <laughs> I was a Bless Olympics poo pooer. Bless you. Thank you. I've been, again, I, I wasn't really fired up about the Olympics. I didn't really think anything of it. Uh, but uh, being kind of captive uh, in Boston, uh, I, I watched a lot of Olympics in my hotel room, and I was bouncing off the walls, uh, celebrating and cheering on our U.S. athletes. Uh, and you'll hear more about that during 90 Second Sports. But uh, it was a long week. It was a long, long week, uh, long days, and I'm happy to be back in Washington State. I want to touch real quickly on uh, while you were there, you stayed within walking distance of uh, one of our favorite Irish bars there in the Quincy market. Yeah. The Black Rose. The Black Rose. Yeah. Uh, Can you, can you share with the, I don't know that we've shared it before. Um, The last time you and I were at the Black Rose together, what happened? 
can we do this first? Oh, yeah. sorry. Right after we do the shot. <laughs> yeah, it's just been sitting here through one story already. So, Todd, what are you drinking tonight? I am what are you drinking. Oh, <laughs> what am I spilling? I'm actually. I'm gonna try not to spill. I'm gonna drink my my shot's gonna be a shot of uh, James, uh Tennessee honey. Tennessee honey. Let me get that poured up. Okay. Yep. A little Tennessee honey. And my drink, drink, my beer drinking is I got a little Fremont Brewing, uh, Dark Star. Uh, Imperial Oatmeal Stout. It's a, it's a heavy, heavy night of drinking for you. It's going to be a heavy night of drinking for me. <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right. Uh, if you're listening out there, uh, now we're in the future. Uh, you can pause us, pour your own, and join us. Todd, I didn't know if you were uh, pouring a nice tall glass of that lean. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> It's nice and cold. Yeah. For a change. Some of that velvet, Todd. Nope, I switched it up. Got <laughs> <laughs> to get a little of that honey in me. Yeah. That's awesome. I could see the comment come right up uh, online. So, uh, good evening, Lori Clark. That's pretty cool. I I hadn't been watching this oh, last yeah. week while we were doing it. Yeah, he's been doing that for quite some time now. Um, All right, Todd. Black yes. Rose. Black Rose. Uh, many moons ago, uh, we were we were in this bar called the Black Rose. Great, great bar. Uh, I, I'm hoping it's still open. Now. There's a lot of great places that closed down due to the pandemic, but uh, didn't make swing by there this time. But uh, we were there many years ago, and I saw the coolest thing that any uh, any person's ever done in my life. And I, I've had the fortunate opportunity to mimic it. But again, he was the original. Uh, we're, Bob and I are in this packed bar. Uh, of people just enjoying uh, being in a, in a classic Irish pub in the middle of downtown Boston. Uh, and uh, an old old gentleman walks in, uh, gets up to the bar, and says, I'll have 100 Guinness for the bar. And he orders 100 Guinness beers for everybody in the bar. And I'm like, that is the most badass thing uh, I have ever seen. And like I said, I, I, I was uh, inspired uh, by that, it was one of the one of the greatest nights I can remember at a bar uh, ever. Yeah, there was the. I, I won't say there was a stampede to the bar, but people were definitely excited. Yes, yes. But that was a that was a gangster, an old school gangster move. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, that's sweet, man. I remember the bar. The bar seemed the bartender seemed kind of confused as to how to handle it, and he's like, "Just keep <laughs> keep pouring them until you hit one hundred. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that that's, so, that's a baller move for sure. Yeah, and so and I and I, I did a mini move uh, this week. I actually got to again pay it for it. I think given kind of where we are in the world today, it's it's a good thing to to pay things for when you can. So I did a little mini gangster move. I happened to be out at the Cambridge Brewing Company. Uh, a little plug for them. Uh, uh, Cambridge Brewing Company has some really really cool beers. Uh, I was in there having dinner by myself, and I was sitting in there, and I noticed behind me there was a, a gathering uh, celebrating a young gentleman's uh, birthday. Uh, and, again, it looked like people had come from far and wide to be there for this for his birthday. So I thought that I, I was – I heard, listened in, but it's just a joy, joyful thing. So actually on my way out of the bar, uh, actually when I finished up in my dinner, I actually bought uh, – I put, I put 100 bucks towards uh, the birthday boy's uh, festivities – 
uh, and uh, told the waiter not to let him know that I'd done it until after I was gone. So I, uh, I again, paid it forward, felt good on my walk home, and uh, hopefully they enjoyed their night, and again, one day they'll pay it forward as well. That's awesome. Um, Corey, let's um, – Oh man, I hit. Oh no, there was something else I want to talk about before we get into business. I want. I just want to take a second because we we try not to sit here and toot our own horn too often. But beat, beat, motherfucker. What's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just want to beat, point beat, out. Beat, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you only listen to us uh, on YouTube or or on you know Spotify or somewhere else with social media, but you don't follow us. Um, on Facebook Live or on Instagram, you should do that because Nick Bader every every week tries to come up with a brand new original piece of artwork to advertise for the upcoming episode, and he kind of outdid himself this weekend. Uh, oh, Bob! <laughs> I don't know if you could share that on the on the stream, Corey, so people could see if you haven't. But the artwork, yeah, you don't have to. Uh, okay. But I, okay. It was the, so it's a it's a like a <laughs> homage to the seventies, uh, and I don't. <laughs> I was so tickled by it. I I didn't even mind that he called he called me during the week and he's like, "So did you look at the artwork?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, buddy, it's fucking amazing." It is awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, we got quite a, quite a few chuckles off that. Different people calling me and coming up to me and. Oh my God, I was dying. Look at Todd's hair. <laughs> and then I had uh, Gina mention something. Lori pulled me aside. She's like, I just thought it was so funny because I was envisioning you doing the artwork at home by yourself, laughing hysterically through your empty house by yourself. And I'm like, I'm going to go walk off a cliff after this conversation. <laughs> yeah. All alone, crying by yourself. <laughs> no, but I was like, no, I absolutely was. I was, I was in hysterics uh, while I was doing it, and uh, it's short and sweet. But um, you are know, you and Corey wearing the same hat? No, 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 they're different hats. Okay, they're completely different hats. Pop, I just asked a question. Come on, man. Well, so I, I, I like how I started off very complimentary, and he's like, <laughs> "Fuck you, they're different hats." <laughs> I mean, by just looking at the two of us right now, you can tell they're not the same hat whatsoever. In the artwork, In Corey. the artwork, Corey. Oh. <laughs> well, never mind then. <laughs> okay. uh, right. It feels well, like uh, Corey's sampling those, uh, the sponsors. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Corey's like, well, no, I've not, lo- I've not lost, yet even. I've lost all credibility, so. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, they're similar, but they're different. Um, it's yeah, like, I, it's like being back at school. People are just like, just waiting, just to, to pounce. Corey, Corey takes the artwork to uh, <laughs> to the seamstress for his wedding. He's like, <laughs> "Is there any way you can do this? This whole outfit, <laughs> yeah. uh, hat and all, brown tweed tux? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all of your all of your groomsmen in some sort of seventies garb, wide bell bottoms out. Yes. Bell-bottoms. Yes. Oh, That'd Joe. Be nice. Oh, Joe. Thank God you, you, uh, you were able to get to the, uh, the seventies seamstress and, and get your tweed jacket and everything done. What are you talking about? <laughs> this, <laughs> my, this, is, this is my suit. This is my wedding suit. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming back, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait. We, we uh, don't, we only have, uh, a, 
a scant few months to convince him to do this. That's true. So we got we got to. There's no the, convincing. Got to put the full core <laughs> press on. I'm not the one you have to talk to. You don't think so? No, I know so. So she's she's not leaving like the tux and. Uh, Dude, you know better than that. The garb to you for for your groomsmen and for you. No, I, I mean, <laughs> I can pick the. The tux, but it's got to be a certain color and all that. So. Exactly. He can, I can pick the tux she tells me I can have. That's right. <laughs> you know better than that, Bob. That's crazy talk. You must but, be do, you must be sampling some of the goods. No, no, no. I was prepared. able to pick you know some features of the outfit. No, you were not. Yes, I was. You were not. Yeah. You think that you were. Because I you regrettably picked like a, a flat, no-collar shirt, like a band collar. Uh, with a with a stick pin right here instead of a instead of a bow tie, guys. Oh, that's right. Whatever. You did have that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> uh, And it and it, it didn't doesn't age well in the pictures either. <laughs> no. Was it right. a, was it right. a bolo tie? No, no, no. It was no, just no. a it was a, just a stick pin, like a like a. Guys, remember what we wore in band? Come, come on. <laughs> Basically, I mean, it, it would kind of look like uh, that in a sense, dude. All I have to ask, yeah. All I have to ask one question: Can Am I going to be able to wear a cummerbund? No, well that that's the outfit. Like it, whatever, whatever you, whatever he's wearing, we all have to wear the same thing. I know that's what I'm so. It's going to be you, not quite as ostentatious, but yeah. Are, are we wearing cummerbunds? If you want a cummerbund, you can have one, buddy. No, no, that's Daniel not how that worked. That. <laughs> yeah, we all exactly. have to be yeah. matching. No, because you all, guys are trying her, to get Corey killed. No, all her bridesmaids are going to have different dresses. Wait, what? <laughs> they're they're going to be the same color, but they're allowed to pick whatever dress they want or whatever. Fits are you them. fucking kidding me? No. So Mary, so Mary just put, rolled in and she goes, Mary just rolled in. She's like, you got to pick your shit. And she's like pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so wait, so, so there's, there's a possibility that like two girls in a row might have blue dresses and then the other one might have a bright no, no, red no, dress. No, no, and, same what, color. What I just, just yeah, I just style. said, same color. They all have to have the same color. They have different styles though. Oh, I, I thought you said the opposite. I thought you said the same dress, but different colors. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> oh that'd be something. I think I've seen a couple. There, there's been a couple. Can we get a loop back? Can we bring the audio back and see what exactly was said? I know for <laughs> no, a fact. No, I, I, I heard said. him say different color. Dude, you don't no, know what you're Same color, color different, style. different style. Yeah. yeah. But I was thinking to myself, Thank I'm like, you, does Bob. that mean that you have the same latitude with the groomsmen? Like, as long as they all were thinking, I'll just get different tuxes, different styles? I mean, personally, I, I wouldn't care if you guys did whatever you want to get. As long as your cummerbund and your bow tie matches yours? Yeah. Okay. I can't wait to see the beatings. <laughs> yeah, I don't. This is uh, this is going to be interesting. So, so in yeah. in true Corey fashion, um, are like, is everyone going to be in flip flops? The shoe, the shoes are a part of it. What What does that mean? I I was able to get uh, a shoe choice past her. That she's like, yeah, you can wear those. What does that mean? What? Yeah. What does that mean? Wearing Crocs. It sounds like. Oh boy, <laughs> not, not not necessarily Crocs, but Jesus, do dude shoes, Clo- jelly? Are you wearing jellies? I'm not wearing jellies. Oh. Close to the, the the hey dude shoes though. Really? Yeah. Does that mean that you guys will need to buy those? So you want everybody to wear the shoes? Yeah. So we all have the same. Okay. Yeah. Wait, hold on. What are these shoes, and how much are they going to cost me? Like, like thirty bucks. On, oh, that's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. like a Target purchase, right? <laughs> no, the the company's uh, Sanook on uh, online. 
is a night. I would refer refer our loyal listeners back to episode <laughs> eighty nine, in which Corey did a gentleman's probably probably a pick of the week for these shoes. Mm. I did it for Hey Dude. Yeah. This is a different brand. Oh, okay. So you're covered for pick of the week for tonight, then. I'm not going to use that. As <laughs> you but. could. Yeah. So they're knockoff titties. Again, with these fucking flip flops or sandals that you you brought up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who doesn't like titties? I mean, it's a great name for the company, but it's a great shoe. I really wasn't impressed with their their collection. Did you wear them? No, all I had to do was look at them. I knew I didn't want to wear it's them. It's about the wear, bro. It's <laughs> about the wear. I was hoping we could wear Muckabees. I don't know what that is. I, just, I don't know what that is either. They're great shoes. Muckabees? Oh, okay. Yep. All right. All right. So some, someone look that up so we can immediately uh, debunk it entirely <laughs> and stop talking about it. Did uh, are we uh, are we a part of booze news right now? Or we haven't done that yet. No, I haven't done it yet. I just wanted to ask about the. Well, first I wanted to comment on the artwork, and I then somehow that. that went into the wedding. Everything wedding outfits. All roads lead back to the wedding. Yeah, but uh, yeah, let's do a little booze news. That's and now thing. it's time for booze news. <laughs> So real quick, fellas, just uh, this is going to be a short one. Um, there are a number of different companies that are out there for kind of caught my eye this week that uh, have different unique ways for loved ones uh, ashes to be stored uh, should they pass away. Uh, fresh options thanks to these startup companies, first of which uh, a company called Parting Stone has raised $1.9 million in capital to turn ashes into stones. One person will yield 40 to 60 smooth stones that vary in color, shape, and texture. So, a loved one, someone that you know, close to you dies, this is always an option. They don't have to go in a casket. They don't have to get cremated. They can be created into 40 to 60 smooth stones. Second company, uh, called Eternova, has raid, raised $10 million to turn ashes into a diamond that you can wear. Prices start at 3000 Wow. Uh, third company, called Recompose, turns human bodies into soil, a more sustainable and cost-friendly solution <laughs> than, I, than traditional funerals. At first, I was a little taken back by the name. Recompose? I'm like, recompose. I'm like, the other two it, things were like, actually kind of nice, like, commemorative thing, like, it to have a family. Like, like you'd say in a very soft, like, like sort of uh, Alan Allman voice, like, eternal. Yeah, like, you, you make them into a nice stone to, to keep them in the stone. garden, or you have a nice diamond made out of that person, yeah. and then you're like, yeah, uh, Re- recompositor. I'm like, Jesus, that just sounds cold. But now, after what they do with you, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They, th- yeah, they threw me off there for a second. Yeah. Turn you into soil, which eventually, you're, you, that's, you know, for, um, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. You know, from the earth we came and to the earth we shall return. Diamonds to mm. diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Diamonds to diamonds. Uh, fourth company, uh, LA based artist CC Boyce makes pl- uh, something called Planturns. Uh, U-R-N-S, that hold both the ashes of the deceased and a live plant. They retail for 250 to $600. So w- would you ever do that, Todd? Uh, have, have, have a planter with a live plant as well as the ashes of uh, your aunt or uncle? The diamonds? No. Uh, I would not. All right, fair enough. Moving on. Just remember, if you if you did get if you did chose the option to get the diamonds, yeah. you know, as as Shirley Bassey once said, they won't leave in the night. Last company is uh, 
British company called Vinyly. <laughs> just <laughs> breezes right past it. British company called Vinyly, which will press your ashes into a record starting at $1,000. Okay, we know what you're doing. Yeah, I was going to say Jeez. that's clearly. That's the last one. Yeah, and that is what I want. Every Sunday, I got to listen to Dad. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it took perfect. you a second, but okay. No, 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 you don't want to do that. You could just, put anything you want on the record. <laughs> it's an episode of the Schnauzcast. You could, you could put it up as well. You could put now, no, probably 30 minutes. Hang on. ICP B-sides. Here's, you could flip it over. Here's going into the fourth dimension. Can you record your own voice and have them put that on there? Absolutely. For, oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Oh, 100%. That's, that's, that's what exactly what I would do. And it would be in hey, my... Hey, fuckers. I'm be, dead now. <laughs> it'd be in my will. Exactly. My kids exactly. would have to listen to that. Every Sunday. Just pick the creepiest, the, like... Send me that link, Bob. Creepiest <laughs> 1934, <laughs> like, music. Like... Hey, guys. I miss you all. Ding, ding, ding. Like a music box or something. Let me dress up here in heaven. Yeah, this is fucking creepy. And <laughs> we have to listen to this every Sunday? Whoops. That is let, let me actually... I'm going to see if I can leverage the power of YouTube here and... Put this link in the chat. Will let me do that? Sure. There it is. I put a link in there to... Uh, Muckabees? Nick's uh, oh. Muckabees. Turns out they're Clarks. Oh, okay. But, oh, but so it's not a clickable... Wall Wallaby Orange. It's not a clickable link, <laughs> I don't think. But No. You can you can select it and copy-paste it in the address bar. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Yeah, someone can still do yeah, that. Okay, yeah, so that's booze news for, uh, for the week. Actually, it's not, because I've got a little <gasps> booze news myself. What? The hell you say? I know. I know. It was something that I thought we should share. Um, Passing the ball. So tap, we, so we got a $21 billion deal brings convenience store giants North American portfolio to 1,400 stores. Yes, folks, you heard it correct. 7-Eleven completes Speedway acquisition of 3,800 convenience stores. So 7-Eleven has purchased speedway gas stations so if you got speedway points i would use them up because i don't think they're going to translate <laughs> in the trans <laughs> in the transition use up your speedway points get your uh your speedway slurpees as, as fast as you possibly can if you if you love their their uh their slurpees there uh, and like my uncle um he drinks only the finest imported italian coffee and Speedway gas station coffee. Those are the only ones. <laughs> the only ones he likes. The rest is garbage. It's a swill. He won't drink it. Speedway gas station knows what's up. They got it. This whatever they're importing, they're doing. They're doing the right job. Um, so go go and pick up all your Speedway gas station coffee, and and drink it up before my uncle gets there and spend some of your points. We don't know how that's going to work, but uh, just wanted to give you guys a heads up on that. I think that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, that's a huge deal for for the. Uh Big gulp drinking, uh, grizzly oh, chewing uh, dude, community. Out do there. you understand how hard Corey is right now? Gas stations. Hold on, Seven <laughs> Eleven. Oh already, my! Oh there's my already God! A lot of them that are Seven Eleven speedways that are Seven Elevens. Well, there's going to be a lot more. Thirty eight hundred more. That's not that many. Oh, it's a lot across the nation, dude. Well, wherever you see a speedway. Yeah, that's going to take years to complete mm, and redo. Will it? Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Not 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 this with is a big gas station science. Don't 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 tell not, tell yeah. Corey. Uh, They're not going to knock down every fucking speedway in a year and no. rebuild it as a seven. No, knock them down. It's just a new sign. Yeah, they're going to put up a new sign and rebrand everything. Repopulate everything inside Dude, with tell, the Seven Eleven logo and well, that's, that's, put up some vinyl on the windows and they're done. There's a Take lot of speedways months. that wouldn't accommodate half the stuff a Seven Eleven has. Corey, 
Okay? It's not as easy as that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's not as easy as that. Dude, I think I heard Todd ballparking at eight months. Dude, dude, where are they where are they gonna put the rotating taquito wheels? Where are they gonna put that? Oh, the wasp dogs? <laughs> wasp <laughs> dogs, baby. Yeah. Speedway already has those. <laughs> they're they're good there. <laughs> How about the uh the the new seven eleven pizza pizza maker, like the subway little oven that they do? I, I literally went in there the other night to to get like milk. I'm like, I could really go for a bowl of cereal, and I got all this cereal, but no milk. And I'm like, 7-Eleven. And the only milk. She's like, sorry, hon. Uh, the milk guy comes in the morning. I'm like, yeah, it was like 2 in the morning. I'm like, oh, okay. So I found I'll two, wait. Two, yeah. Two. <laughs> two have half and half. <laughs> two, like, pint dairy farms containers of 1% milk. And I'm like, yep, this is going to have to play the part. What do you, and, what, hold on. What were you going for? That's milk. What were you looking for? That, there were, those were the only two things. I was going for regular, like, a gallon of milk. Like whole milk? Any milk. Okay. I mean, one well, percent. any milk. Yeah, one yeah. percent is okay. Those were the last two, and I was like, ah, That's I, what I'm asking. What would you, like what do you normally trip. buy? Yeah, probably two percent. Two percent. You're a two percenter? Yeah. All right. And so I, I had to wait in line for, like, seven minutes while... You know, flow at the gas station was making a Seven Eleven pizza. Whoa. She's like pulling it. It's like, when <laughs> she like pulls this like a Pink Floyd album. out of one of those Subway ovens, and she's like, cut, 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 cut. I'm like, really? Like next to the Grizzly and everything, there's now a little table that you can cut pizza on and throw it in a box. By the way, I don't know if they've changed the recipe, but when they first came out. I made them make one of those fucking things, and there was no one else in the store because I wouldn't inconvenience anybody, and it sucked. It did not taste like pizza. It tasted like an abomination. That's incredible. An abomination. A 7-Eleven pizza didn't taste like a pizza. Oh, God. It was horrible. Newsflash. I don't know why you tried it. Have you tried the sushi at Speedway? (laughs) No, they're being acquired by 7-Eleven, so it's going to be difficult to do. Okay, try the 7-Eleven sushi. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. it'll be good. I don't eat any of the hot food at 7-Eleven or cold. No, I'll have like so a, basically you don't eat food from 7-Eleven. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll have like the, like the pre-made sandwiches or something like that, but I won't do like those dogs and all those fucking wings and all that shit. I've oh, been, the I've dabbled. Cream cheese and chive uh, looking taquito. Oh. Like, no. Oh. No, thanks. Dude, that formaldehyde and those dogs will keep you alive and strong for years to come. Dude, people have told me they, they sit there for like three days in a row and they look, they're always the same temperature and they're, they're no. Yes. I don't even know yes. what they're made of. Imagine what your body's going to do with that. Yeah, that. That would change your DNA. You'd probably become a superhero. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. You know what it's time for? Oh, is that me? Yeah. <laughs> I held it. It's getting better. You held out. A, you held out a little bit longer there, Todd. I did. I held my yeah, breath. Like, not, not as bad, dude. You are gasping for air over there, right? <laughs> so this week's funk of this is Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec playing his guitar, and as you'll notice, he is out of the package. Uh, as all the other ones have not been, uh, I was able to get him on eBay. Uh, he's a pretty pretty rare uh, Funko. Why is he a rare Funko? Because he's the lead character in the show. <laughs> no, he's not leading Parks and Rec. Oh, um, no, I, I don't know. I don't know why they took off the way. Because Chris Pratt's now a big movie star. Well, probably that. Okay. Um, 
So when I got him, they actually sent him wrapped up in the box without the little plastic piece that normally holds him in place. Okay. So I was I was a little upset with that, but past that. Is that was, not what it was described as being when you No, they never mentioned that that wasn't included. I gotcha. Um, but not a big deal because he, he for him it was actually a great deal. So Okay. That's uh Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec is this week's Funko This. Gotcha. So you made with his 3D printer. What's that? That was useful for his 3D printer. The guy that sold it to him probably made it with his 3D printer. <laughs> oh, it's legit. I checked it out. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Could you imagine if you had, if the only way Corey's like affording all these Funkos is someone is literally just printing the boxes <laughs> on their computer and folding them together and, and 3D printing all this and like, ah, give me $3. Corey's <laughs> like, oh my God, I get so many Funkos now. I know this Funko guy. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mr. Cholesky, these are worthless. They were 3D printed by a man in his home in Salt Lake City, Utah. You know, it is possible that he just follows someone on Instagram who posts these, and he just does a copy and paste, and he's like, here's my Funko for the week. Okay, dude, don't don't get him started, because he's going to yell. Uh, and then we find out said, we're all living in the Matrix. I, I said before, real. and he was like, that's my desk. <laughs> that's my computer behind it. That's my screen. I'm like, okay. Easy. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I still think that you should personally be in, in the background of every photo smiling. What would that help any? Well, we would it would legitimize it. We would know that that that's I mean, I could easily take Photoshop and cut those out and throw them there and be like, oh, that's your desk. I would settle for just a, a picture every couple of months <clears throat> couple of months, excuse me. <clears throat> couple of months of you like in front of the collection. Uh, okay. Oh, we saw that when we went to their house last and had a barbecue. <laughs> oh, that's right. We've never been invited. But, but like, uh, like MTV Cribs, like the, the baller, um, guys will just like fucking, you know, stand right in front of all their like huge car collection. Okay. That's what I want to see. <laughs> Bob, so you're equating my Funko collection to a massive car collection. I feel okay. like, uh, I feel like you, you already do. I'm just, no, I'm not saying I did that. No, <laughs> it's a, by no means. Yeah. But lean into it then. Oh, yeah. As if it was. That's what I need to do. Oh, my God. That'll help out a lot. I could go without ever seeing the photo of you folding your arms in front of a giant wall of Funkos. No, I want to see that. No. I will see that before I die. All right, Todd, can I dish it off to you? You can, sir. And we see him heading in that direction. The 20. He's going for 40. And it's 90 seconds sports. All right. Todd Dillon, 90 seconds sports. Mr. Todd Dillon, I am so happy uh, that you are ready for your own personal segment, 90 seconds sports, my personal favorite. And 90 seconds sports, sir, starts now. Sweet. Hey, so there's a lot to talk about, and I already kind of, I already led into this. Uh, No horse racing this week. Uh, We'll get back to that next week. But the Olympics. I was a poo-pooer naysayer. I'm like, who cares? I think we're beyond this. There's too much stuff going on in the world. Who cares about the Olympics? Uh, And there's all this drama going on. The women's gymnastics team supposed to be the greatest thing ever. Simone Biles backs out. Again, I am like, yeah, I don't care. So I fly off to Boston. I got nothing to do. I'm sitting in my hotel room, turn on the TV, and I get hooked on Olympic swimming. I don't know why. I mean, I know about Michael Phelps and uh, 
Mark Spitz and all the great swimming history tradition here in the U.S., but I saw one of the greatest sporting events ever. This year in the men's 800-meter freestyle, a gentleman by the name of Bobby Fink swam one of the most amazing races in the history of swimming. The guy was in fifth place or worse throughout the entire, I'm talking the entire race. So if anyone doesn't know, it's 16 uh, trips up and back uh, down the pool to get your your two 800 meters in. The guy was in fifth place after the turn on the last lap. Uh, he was in fifth place at the halfway point uh, with 25 meters to go, and the guy actually ended up winning the race by like a half a body length. The guy actually Oh, fantastic. That was 90-second sports. <laughs> Way to just bring it right right towards the end, man. That, right right at the bottom. That was fantastic. You were right there, we're, man. We're, we're really, we're really hoping for a month to come. I was really hoping that you weren't going to finish that climax. And then he was able at the last minute to, <laughs> which, by the way, we normally have a we have a we normally have a buzzer uh, that goes off at the end of ninety second sports. Yeah, it's okay though. But uh, one of our uh, faithful cohorts was downing a Coors Light. So Bobby Fink. <laughs> <laughs> I would really love to talk more about uh, my follow-up conversation with you on that, but I feel like that would be <laughs> violating the spirit of 90-second sports. Oh, it's a direct violation. <laughs> <laughs> but what if it's not you, about the sport? You shall be cited. The fact that... All in favor, say aye. <laughs> the fact that he's playing a sport in the story, I, I feel like I'd immediately get slapped down. And I'm okay with that. Well, well hey, what, what, what about the costumes? The, oh... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's costumes. Uh, is, is that a breach? Well, hold on, is that yeah. a breach? Yeah, uh, f- sports fashion is that a? Yeah, is that yeah. A, is that a breach? Costumes, yeah, <laughs> that's what I call them. Yeah. Uniforms, the uniforms that the yeah <laughs> uniforms the regulation costumes. costumes. What does Batman wear? A uniform or a costume? <laughs> don't. Did don't you say Batman? Don't try and don't okay. try and swindle me, Todd Dillon. Exactly. What does Batman wear? Is it a uniform or a costume? Try to sell me a tincture of your snake oil. I think he's onto something here. <laughs> I call them costumes. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> costumes. I've never heard of that in sports. I guess that's okay. <laughs> well, there, there, there is Todd. Um, kind of a backlash in the, in in the world about uh, the uniforms that, or slash costumes, that, that the ladies in the Olympics uh, have to wear for various sports. Yes. Yes. Oh, the water dresses? The, 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 well, the, more the gymnastics, uh, there, there's a pushback on that. Uh, there's been the beach volleyball players uh, wearing next to nothing as they play beach volleyball. And for, again, just for a second, I was kind of down. I'm like, hey, you know, why are we sexualizing women uh, in, these, in, these, in these costumes that just show off all their body and it's not about the sport? Yeah, Todd Dillon's but, down with women's rights. Exactly. I'm down. I'm a supporter. I'm an ally. But then... I saw something that made me think the women don't have it so bad. If you guys have a chance, take a see if you can Google some of the highlights from the men's uh, synchronized swimming doubles competition. The banana a banana hammock banana hammock is a kind term for what these dudes are wearing as a costume. They're wearing about I don't know eight inches of freaking fabric over their body. They got the same tuck. You can count the number of veins on their wieners. I'm saying I was embarrassed. <laughs> oh, my God. And they tuck the same way so that when they do their synchronized dives, like everything's in sync. 
even their wieners. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. What? So there's like what? each one of them has a turtle head poking out in the back? Oh, goodness. I'm going to clip that that <laughs> quote out where you're saying, even their wieners. Because... <laughs> I heard Mary say something I, in the background. I, I mean, I think that's a great episode title, Veins on Their Wieners. Oh, oh my that. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, did you see uh, we got posted on browsers? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, we don't Mary, need that. Mary's like, okay, you know, I let this go on long enough. The Schnoz casting, this is it's enough already. You're done. Yeah, you're we're not- going to get thrown off of YouTube <laughs> after having been there for one week. <laughs> Guys, I'm Todd's sorry. screen just went black. I don't know. <laughs> I just heard a high-pitched scream, and Todd's video feed just went. <laughs> I, could, I could feel Mary in the background going, no, don't you do that. <laughs> don't you talk about Vanny Wieners. Vanny Wieners. Then they should put on a different costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uniform, right? Depressed in the fucking <laughs> banana hammock spandex. Oh, my goodness. Fucking tip pressed right against the bag. <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing Todd sitting there every night in the hotel room by himself. I'm just telling you. <laughs> uh, take a look. Take a look at the men's synchronized diving competition. And uh, if I'm lying, you can sanction. That's me. a vein. <laughs> it's sanctioned. That's a vein. You if, have been exactly. sanctioned. By if you the if you time it just right and pause it when they're mid air dive, you can see all the little prairie dogs poking out. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I'm at the zoo. <laughs> but I watched that shit from beginning to end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can I see yeah. why now. <laughs> yep. Only Actually, the other, the, the funniest bit, though, is I find myself, I'm rooting for the U.S. like nobody's business. I think that was pretty, pretty cool. I, I, like I want their veiny dicks to win. Them. Exactly. Yeah. I we're, want to see that. We're, we're, was the U.S. veiny dick more impressive than the other countries? It, it, well, I mm, think that some yeah, of the guys America. from China were stuffing. <laughs> what does that post to mean? <laughs> I'm just saying they looked they were like the equivalent monster bulge. I mean, holy cow. Yeah, and we all know Chinese people don't pack like that. Do uh, no, that? no, no. I wasn't saying that. Well, I'm pretty saying that they're saying. They like, shaped like snowballs. <laughs> <laughs> you this took a lot of grass. I wanted to talk about the costumes. And you guys got me talking dirty. Here, yeah, everyone, this is your apple. Put your apple in a swimsuit. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot look small in front of American. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Most racist thing that's ever happened on the I was podcast. not saying that. I was not saying that. At least uh, at least we didn't hear the term Chinaman and, uh, and here comes you Team Africa. Here comes Team Africa. Ooh, ooh. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm well, getting back on the porch before before I get an intro. Hey, hold on now. Uh, all right, we. <laughs> I feel like we got we got. Did we get sidetracked? Time. We got enough time. Uh, we've done a couple times before. Uh, Semi uh, that I, for back of a term, I'm calling a mixtape mashup, where uh, Nick Bader's going to chair a walk through uh, a particular year of history with the top fifty songs of that year to pique your interest and see if we can remember those songs and. If it lives up to the hype. Yeah, I'm going to have to be calling on uh, some of our fucking gazes, man. Some of our fucking gazes to see if they can remember. Should we get Chef because, Michael J on the phone? No, because I was not alive during this time. But um, 
uh, keeping with the theme of uh, of the artwork this week, we're right. taking it back to <laughs> Billboard Year End Hot 100 Singles of 1976. So we're gonna go to uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna bore you with all 100. We're gonna do 50 and down. Um, of uh, number one, obviously being the best, uh, dropping it down from 50 of the top singles of 1976. So, uh, number 50, Show Me the Way by Peter Frampton. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's huge. That was a big one? Oh, yeah. That whole album with it, it was Frampton, Frampton Comes Alive, right, Todd? Indeed. Uh, do you feel like we do? I think that was probably the second biggest that's song. My, yeah, as I said, that's my, well, that's my favorite song. Corey wasn't even a sparkle in an eye at that point. <laughs> well, neither was I. In 1976, <laughs> yeah. Were you? Uh, had you just graduated college? <laughs> Todd started his first job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so number 49 is "Low Down" by Boz Skaggs. Never heard of it. No, Bob. Well, I've heard of Boz Skaggs. But... I'd have to hear it to know. I've heard the band, yeah, but uh, number 48, uh, "If You Leave Me Now" by Chicago. Yep. Number 47 yep. is, is Shannon by Henry Gross. No idea who that is. Uh, number 46. A <laughs> I little, may have to look some of these up. A little bit more by Dr. Hook. Ah, the old Dr. Hook. Yeah. I, the cover of the Rolling Stone is the only song I know from them. Bob has been has been called an eye doctor on several occasions. or uh, Ophthalmologist in the, in the biz. Yeah, or um, Professor Eyebrow. Um, but he's often been a doctor. And Dr. Hook, he's actually been called on several occasions, but for completely other reasons. Um, number 45 is the fuck <laughs> that's the way uh-huh uh-huh I like I it I like it Casey Casey and, the sunshine, band, and right? the sunshine band is correct yeah oh yeah we're, we're did we do that last time where you like said the name of the song and gave us all like third like half a second yeah if I if I can but most of the 70s songs I'm probably not gonna know um sweet thing by Rufus mm-hmm. is number 44 nope the theme from mahogany do you know where you're going to by Diana oh. Ross yep. Yeah, that was Billy D. By his number 43. <laughs> 45. Donnie and Marie Osmond, Deep Purple, 42. Wait, wait, wait. This song is called Deep it's Purple? It's called Deep Purple, yeah. Oh, because they By wore who? Donnie and Marie Osmond? <laughs> they, had a, they had a show, I heard. <laughs> they, they did, have, but they also wore, like, purple uh, jumpsuits. That was the, that was the, that was a weird thing. thing. This brother and sister comment. That's creepy. I think they weren't they also uh, Mormons. No, I don't, I don't the know. The Osmonds were they? I, I feel she like they a were. Sister wife. <laughs> it's where I thought they were Mormons. <laughs> um, number forty-one is "Love to Love You, Baby" by Donna Summer. Yep. Number forty. Ooh, I love to love you, baby. Number f- Jesus. If we had a bucket of tunes, Todd couldn't play. I know. I know. <laughs> number 40, All By Myself by Eric Carmen. Yeah, uh, number that. I wonder if that theme. <laughs> number, I was singing that when I was doing the artwork. Uh, number 39, <laughs> uh, also song I was singing, Lonely Night uh, by Captain and Tennille. Yeah. And my, my fucking parents. I remember had, that. They had like easily six or seven Captain and Tennille albums. They played them all the fucking time. It, oh, it made drag car car trips like you want. You just wanted to kill yourself. I mean, love will keep us together. That's fantastic. Fuck, you can't yeah. go wrong with a guy singing in a captain's hat. I I just you don't can't. think that the captain and Neil aged 
well. Not like ABBA. No. It's like uh, it's like the vehicles that they put some kind of new fucking splash graphic on with a sticker. And uh, yeah. you're like, no, just give me the plane truck because in three years you're going to be like, oh, remember when they came out with those? Yeah, I, I can I can hear the songs in my head. I could probably even sing them uh, just from memory. Okay. But go. not because I wanted to, go. because I was fucking forced to listen. No, go ahead. Go. And I refuse. Cool. You're the, like one of the few that have I'm never. Not, I'm not no. your dancing bear. Okay. <laughs> Dance, uh, motherfucker. Vicky Sue Robinson and Turn the Beat Around. Turn the Beat Around, Vicky Sue Robinson. Uh, redone by Gloria Stefan and the Miami Sound Machine. Really? Turn the beat around, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that they had done that. You, you've you never heard that by Gloria Stefan? I've heard it by Vicky's Robinson. Oh, I've yeah. never heard it by... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a great version. Uh, Dreamweaver by Gary Wright. Dreamweaver. Okay, I rescind my statement of asking you to <laughs> sing anything. That was in the um, Wayne's World. Was it not, Todd? Right now, there are small dogs and bats that are just running into my front door, confused. They have no idea what's going where, on. Where Garth, Garth was uh, having a fantasy about... Um, Whoever the Donna Dixon or you know Farrah Fawcett, whoever the supermodel was in the show, Corey, your thoughts? Fantastic. <laughs> no, uh, so apparently Donnie wasn't Mormon. It's just Marie Osmond is Mormon now. It seems like really, yeah. She just recently converted to Mor- Mormonism. So yeah. wasn't aware of that to a Mormon. Yeah. Okay. Church of Jesus Christ and Latter Day Saints. I I didn't know that they recruited that that old. Oh, they recruit all ages, Bob. I was there. Always learn something. We are an educational podcast. It's it's always good that you can take away some little piece of knowledge from each, yeah. each, each one of us that bring to the table. And I, I don't know if I would have put um, the Mormon church on knowledge Corey has, but I guess so. <laughs> Dude, really? <laughs> I guess so. Out of all of us, I think I have the most knowledge oh, on the Mormon church. Oh, really? Do oh, you? Yeah. What? what are you talking I about? Had I went no to seminary. Idea. <laughs> yeah, Todd went to seminary. Yeah. Get on the oh, porch. That's not the Mormon church, Todd. Yeah, what do you think the Lutherans do is break down everybody else's religion? Dude, no, 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 no. <laughs> you, need, you need to be inside the Mormon church before. I, I, th- I think Todd uh, d- went to seminary, and it was something completely different, and he was inside. hey So, uh, number 36, uh, Let Your Love Flow by the Bellamy Brothers. The Bellamy no, Brothers? That's what it says. Not, okay. ringing, a, not ringing a bell. No, I can, I can hear the song. I just didn't know who uh, sang it. Oh, God. Another one by Dr. Hook. Only 16. Classic. That's illegal. Huge year. That comes in. That seems illegal. That's illegal. In in Michigan, it's consent, Todd, so. And he is a doctor. feels like it's still going to draw an ass beating. He's he's still a doctor. Um, Number 34 is Moonlight Feels So Right by Starbuck. Starbuck? No S. Wow. Uh... Uh, number 33 is Golden Years by David Bowie. That's only 33? It's only number 33. we got a long way to go. Yeah, let's let's hear how many fucking one-hit wonder bands that we've never heard of are on top of that song. <laughs> These are top singles. Um, <laughs> You'll Never Find Another Love Like Mine by Lou Rawls. Oh, you can't yeah, fuck with Lou Rawls. You'll never find. Yeah, that awesome. Was, yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. 31, uh, something that I often say to people, you should be dancing by the Bee Gees. Fucking Bee Gees, okay, yeah. Finally They're getting- probably... They probably peppered throughout the top ten. Uh, the yeah. number thirty love roller coaster by Ohio Players. Yep, covered by the Red Hot Chili Peppers for. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, I say, it sounds it sounds familiar. Use the Butthead I'm soundtrack. With that yeah, that version. Number twenty nine. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, theme from SWAT 
Rhythm Heritage. That's a good, yeah. good soundtrack. I, Seriously? Yes. Is that it? Okay. That is it, Todd. And they, yeah. they actually, the when they redid the movie, uh, they used the exact same uh, soundtrack. They just updated everything. So it's same same song. It's really uh, it's actually a really good soundtrack for the movie too. You're thinking of, you're I thinking like that song. You're thinking of Nightwolf. Nope, nope. I'm thinking of SWAT. <laughs> uh, Night Rider and Airwolf is what you're thinking of. <laughs> um, uh, number twenty eight is right back where we started from by Maxine Nightingale. Number twenty seven, Sweet Love by the Commodores. Oh yeah, if it's by the Commodores. It's good. So. Number 2D6 is Shake, 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 Shake Your Booty. Shake your booty. Yeah. Also by KC and the Sunshine Band. Yeah. Okay. Number 25, Take It to the Limit by the Eagles. Yeah. I hate the fucking Eagles, man. Wow. <laughs> you leave Don Henley alone. You can do a lot worse than Mr. I, Don Henley. I like the Eagles. I hate the fucking Eagles, man. Number 24 is Get Up and Boogie by Silver Convention. Uh Number 23, Love Hurts by Nazareth. Yes. Number 22, You Sexy Thang by Hot Chocolate. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's a good song. From what was the movie, Todd? Um, you Sexy Thang. I don't know what movie. From, I, from, just, uh, from Todd's bedroom mu- music every night. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. It was uh, all those guys in, in Scotland who, they're all unemployed, and they decided to form a, a like a Chippendales review. In their small town, ah, do you know the, the full money? Full money, thank you. The full money. Ooh, good memory time. Ooh, this is a good one. I really love to see you tonight by England Dan and John Ford Cooley. <laughs> Who the fuck is England Dan? <laughs> <laughs> no, hey Dan, hey motherfucker! I said I'm England, England Dan. Dan. Don't what you ever forget. Fuck it. is wrong with you, man? Who's in the Who's in the top fifty this year? Bitch? Are you having a laugh? It's me. Are you having a laugh? <laughs> I, it's I fucking England, Dan. Nick. What's that? I After hope this is done, Nick's got to send me this list. I got to play this on Amazon Music tonight. I got to play this list. I will. <laughs> uh, number 20. Uh, so we're getting down. Um, number 20 is Boogie Fever by The Slivers. Yeah. Um, number 19 is Misty Blue by Dorothy Moore. Number can't hear it. No idea. Number 18 is Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Yes. 18? Yes, yes. That's pretty low. This list is dog shit. That's pretty low. Wait, wait, wait. You haven't seen number one. This is Billboard. number one, but this is solid. This is Billboard. As he, I I know Bob Rankin. I had to turn the computer because he was just turning those beady little eyes over here because it had to do with music. (laughs) What the fuck? And he loves to to know what's going on, but too bad. Always a little salty tonight, Um, ladies and gentlemen. uh, Number 17, more, more, more. By Andrea True Connection. Who the fuck is that? Yeah. I have no idea. Queen got jobbed. Is her name Andrea True Connection or is that's it the what, Andrea True Connection? It like, says Andrea True Connection as artist. Okay. Um, number 16 is Get Closer by Seals and Crofts. Oh, man. Another oh, Captain and Tennille knockoff, I feel. Yeah. Number 15 is Love Hangover by Diana Ross. Uh, Lady, Lady D. Can't go wrong. Number 14, Fly Robin Fly by Silver, Silver Connection. Connection. Convention. Really? This is convention. Oh, that, then there's a, connection. There's oh, a jobbing that happened here. <laughs> yeah. That's not better than Bohemian Rhapsody. That's that's crap. Number 13. Well, but you have to understand that it was better probably at the time. 
But Bohemian Rhapsody, I think, grew in popularity over the years. Oh, I'm sure that in if if it, it must have come out in 1976. Yeah. I'm sure the people in 1976 were like, what the fuck is yeah, this? Yeah, what is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and, uh, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So I get that it's 18, but Golden Years by Bowie. Come on. Uh, I Write the Songs by Barry Manilow. Oh, yeah. Solid. Yeah. Number 12, Solid. Afterward, was everywhere. Afternoon Delight by Starland oh, Vocal Band. yeah. Yeah. How did, yeah, how did that go? How'd that go, Todd? Oh, with your delight. with your no no with your Boston accent. Oh. Sky rockets <laughs> in flight. Sky <laughs> afternoon delight. Delight. <laughs> Apparently, uh, I'll have Bob, to work on that. Bob's from the Bronx. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, exactly, I have to work on that. <laughs> so do I. Apparently, number eleven is Sarah Smile by Hall and Oates. That's old school Philly soul. Uh, number 10, yeah. a, a Fifth of Beethoven by Walter Murphy and the Big Apple Band. I never understood that, Todd. Really. Todd, explain that to me. What? <laughs> a Fifth of Beethoven and I'm, why that was so popular. I don't, I don't even, I can't hear it. In my, I can't hear it right now. I got, that's why I got to listen to this tonight. Yeah, or just like listen to 30 seconds of it on the, when we take a break and then okay. see if you <laughs> can explain to me. I don't get it. It's, it was like a, a classical song. That was made into a disco song. And people were like, oh, that's, I can't believe that's possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> number, Again, at the time. Yeah. Number nine, Love is Alive by Gary Wright. Yep. Number eight, Gary 50, Wright. 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover by Paul Simon. Seven is Just a Love Machine by The Miracles. Oh, is that who sings that song? That's who sings it. something in every episode. Number six, Kiss and Say Goodbye by the Manhattans. The, not the Manhattan Transfer, but the Manhattan. The Manhattans, yeah. Don't know who that is. Uh, number five, um, Play That Funky Music by Wild Cherry. Yeah. Number four is December 1963. Oh, what a night. The Four Seasons. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's yeah. a good one. Oh, that's a great that's, one. Yeah. Every, every wedding you've ever been to. Bob Corey, has, how many times do you think you've heard that song this year alone? <laughs> believe it or not, not really? once. Are you kidding me? Swear to God. No, that's not true because you've heard it several times when Bob's played in, in the kitchen when we were dancing. <laughs> at a wedding. I have not heard it. No, not at a wedding, but he said yeah. this year. This year? I, he met, said, I meant at weddings. Yeah. That's what he said, this year at a wedding. Yeah. Say that, but Anyhow, um, number three is Disco Lay Day by Johnny Taylor. Got nothing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who nope. that is. Nope. Number two, Don't Go Breaking My Heart, Elton John and Kiki D. Yep. Who the fuck is Kiki D? I wouldn't if you turned. No, no, I, I can hear. I don't know <laughs> yeah. who Kiki it was. Was she? She was a famous singer. Did she ever do anything else? Was she part of a band? Um, she was with Elton John. I was to say that was probably her one song she got known for because it was with Elton oh, John. Elton John. And number one she- for 1976, top single, "Silly Love Songs" by Wings. Oh really? yeah, I can I can hear it. I gotta I gotta play I gotta play this list tonight. <laughs> I and mean, that's, that, that's Paul McCartney, so. And that's it. Yeah. I yeah. Billboard yeah. year-end, hot 100 singles, 50 I and made, down. I maintain we got robbed. There's no fucking way that Bowie's below all of the silver convention. Well, yes. he, again, it's about the time. And at the end of the game, uh, Bowie was still getting even more popular at that point. The, the interesting thing, though, is I was thinking back, and none of their songs actually made the list, but uh, in – in or around 1975, because I didn't know what to do for a Christmas present for one of my classmates, I actually bought him, and I, w- I wish I still had it, an actual brand new making copy of Meaty Beaty Big and Bouncy by The Who. 
Who? Sorry, who gave you that? I gave it to someone for oh, a Christmas present. You did, for okay. Secret Santa. How would I? Oh, would I love to have that? This this thing made me think about that because it's around the same time yeah. that I gave it away. Oh man! I, oh, well, now that I know that story, Todd, every time I'm in a record store, I'll keep my eye out on that one for you. There you go. Do you have a re- turntable? I do. Do you ever listen to records? I don't. Because do I only have two records. Okay. You only have two, two of the records? greatest records ever made. Which are? Uh, Thriller, Michael oh, Jackson. Gotcha. And oh, is that I have uh, George, George, George Clinton and Funkadelic, one, one, one of their albums. Parliament, okay. Do you, ever listen, Funkadelic. do you ever listen to those records on Sunday mornings? I do not. I'm going to listen to the record I make on Sunday. Well, some people are going to listen to the record some, I make. Some people, some people I know are going to have to listen to a record on Sunday mornings. Begrudgingly, but they will. Todd, what's your, what's your intro for that record? When they drop the needle, what are they, what are they going to hear? An Just airing of grievances. An airing of grievances. Okay. Todd Dillon. <laughs> are, are you going to introduce yourself like it's an audiobook from and you're like oh, it'll be in person? third person absolutely todd dylan wants you to know <laughs> that you could have been better. wait hold on you can't <laughs> you're going to take the time to record yourself doing an intro to your own ashes album but you're going to yes. talk about yourself in the third person can oh uh, you have to title it that too ashes Exactly. <laughs> By Todd Dillon. <laughs> and then Todd, Todd Dillon talks Todd Dillon. Todd. And then <laughs> and then it, I would you're gonna have to put it in your will that like yeah. five years later you have someone set aside to send the second album out. Ashes <laughs> Ashes Two. Ashes Fire Two. I think I, th- I think it needs to be Ashes to Diamonds by Todd Dillon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Five, I love it. Five years later. Notes being taken. Get a, a brand new record. Jesus Christ. Just have them uh, strategically deliver them. Yes. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Dude, like every five years, have one delivered to whoever. Ooh, this one is pressed in all pink vinyl. <laughs> Todd put a lot well, of time a, in there's work a, There's a this. touch of gray in there, but. Love Motion. <laughs> Love Motion by Todd Dillon. Exactly. Hey, it's Todd. Hey, it's Todd. It won't. Why? It's, it's been five years and you guys have gotten this far, so I thought I'd throw you a bone. And that's how I made this record. <laughs> the exactly. dust won't come off this one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mary, what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> just pretend. Just just do your speech and just pretend like it's skipping. Just go. Hey, it's Todd. Hey, it's Todd. Hey, it's Todd. Hey, it's Todd. For thirty minutes. Funko this. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true. By the time you die, you'll have a greatest hits album for all the work you did for the podcast. Sweet. Diddly do. All right. Uh, why don't we take a break, fellas? Um, so for everybody out there in YouTube Live, um, or if you listen to us on a streaming service, you can uh, pause us and come right back. Uh, we're going to take a 15-minute break. But when we come back, we'll do a little Gentleman's Agreement. Second half of episode 134 for Cast. Glad to be back with you. Thanks for sticking around. Um, we need to go in a little gentleman's agreement, Corey. 
Do we have Todd Dillon back in line? He's there. I'm here. Todd, mighty Dillon. I. <laughs> what? <laughs> I. That works. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, too. I, yeah. I, I didn't know if it was just my eyes playing tricks on me at first. Um, right. And Todd, please tell me if I'm, I'm right or wrong in this. But for at least the last, what, five episodes, you've done a costume change at the break. Oh, did he do it? He did. I did not. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're like the Madonna of uh, the podcast world. Well, I'm, th- there's been a couple times where he's gotten back on the screen. I'm like, son of a bitch. I can't remember what he was wearing. Like, I think it was it's a different. Red, it was a red jersey tonight. Yeah, originally he had a, a, a jersey of some sort on. I can't remember exactly what team it was, but I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> you son of a bitch, you sly son of a bitch, sons of bitches. All right, so uh, let's let's do some gentlemen's agreement, fellas. Um, I would like I would like to start because I. Do you have two to do, Nick? I do have two to do, Bob. Let's let's two to do. Let's, let's knock let's knock <laughs> off one of yours. Then. That's a song. So two to do. Uh, two so to do. Looking back at this on the sixteenth of July, you were assigned mm-hmm. "Man on Fire." Um, was that by Todd? Sure. Word. Okay. "Man on Fire." Go. "Man on Fire." Um. Uh, <laughs> I knew it was going to start this way. No, kid, uh, kidnapping movie, Denzel Washington. Um, awesome flick. I loved it. Um, awesome. Not going to go into great detail. I, I feel like I saw like uh, the middle of it while we were at Ray's one night years ago. Um, so there was uh, some sense of familiarity there. Um, but but yeah, it. Uh, I really I really liked it. Um, I feel like. Denzel's characters, you know, I have not seen him in a lot of movies, but um, his acting, you you can you can tell he's got like a, a style, you know. Yeah. And uh, after Training Day, you know, it was a nice nice flick to follow that up. Um, not as not as cutthroat and and jagged as his character in Training Day, and he had a little uh, sensibility and compassion. Um, started out hard. Um, but I think he did a, a really great job. Um, and you know, spoiler alert: the s- sacrifice at the end was was nice, uh, heartwarming, and uh, it was just all all in all, great movie, fantastic. Uh, awesome! I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, it was. Uh, and the little girl in the movie was uh, was a little girl uh, in uh, one of the final episodes of Friends in in a house that their Monica and Chandler were going to buy. Ah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. I think That's her name awesome. was like Madison or something like that. I feel like he Todd Todd also knew that <laughs> that's how we would rope you in. <laughs> I don't think he knew that. <laughs> <laughs> if only that would that would have been awesome. I did. I knew that's what I was trying that's what yeah. I was going yeah. You might give it a solid C minus, but wait till he gets to the last scene and he sees that girl. <laughs> yeah, would, B plus D- Dakota Fanning. Is that who oh, it was? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I would say it's uh I would I would give it a, a an Very A. Young. I would give it an A. An Thank A. You. Yeah. Jesus. Thank you. All right. Definitely. That's the score to beat, I think. Uh, Todd, I want you to go next, but before that, uh, we got a shot sitting in front of us. 
It's a great well, and I'm going to be really short. <laughs> oh. But I got my shot. Oh, <laughs> that's a great, oh, yeah, that's a great good. lead up. <laughs> All right. Well, All before right, I, I tell shot. you about this I'm shitty ready. movie, let's do the shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, tipping back. Uh, we're going to do a shot here. Cheers. Clink. Clink. Machu Picchu. I mean, honey. Ooh. Mm. All right. That's a little sweet. It's yeah. a sweet thing. Todd, you had the cabin from I did. Corey. I did, and I watched Olympic swimming and diving. <laughs> That's it? Um, you said it was going to be I fell down. I felt I fell down on the job. Oh, you fell down on the job this week. Okay. Oh, no. That's why you're going to be quick. That's yes. fair. All right, we will. So, are you going to take another? I'll take yes. Yeah, so I'm going to double up because I'm going to watch the cabin tonight. Got it. Okay. Well, let's let's slide over to Corey then. Corey, you had hidden figures. I assume that's from Todd. Yeah, no, it's from Nick. Nick. Oh, it's from Nick. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, good movie. Uh, it, you know, based on on true events and uh, history. Uh, a, a great part of NASA's history and the group of uh, african-american females that played a i wouldn't even say a a huge part it was basically the entire role of getting um a man into orbit and then you know uh men into space as far as uh doing the computing aspects of and calculations of trajectory and uh flight and flight patterns and all this and that uh so i mean what's not to like about that especially being you know historically based um great Great movie. Uh, the only thing I will say, uh, Jim Parsons, uh, uh, Sheldon from The Big Bang, uh-huh. terrible in the movie. Sucked. Really? Because he, he, he plays, the, to me, he played the same persona and has the same like sarcasm as he does in The Big Bang. So, I have to watch and catch, see if I can catch that. Oh, the, I, his, I didn't pay attention to it. His, I mean, it was more or less the first line he had in the movie that when I heard him talk and the look he gave, I'm like, okay, so this is just Sheldon from the Big Bang. Um, so I didn't, I didn't really care for his character. Uh, but the the one part I did completely lose it at, uh, in in laughter, was when uh, Al, uh, Kevin Costner's character, they pulled uh, Catherine into the office because they wanted to know how she knew about. Uh, certain data on a redacted document and Al looks at her and goes well how did you know about the atlas rocket uh that's not math uh it's quite uh, that that is not data on this sheet uh like you said it's classified and Catherine just looks at him and goes well I, I held it up to the light and he's like <laughs> and he looks around at everyone in the room he's like huh and he holds it up to the light and he goes Oh, well, yeah, there it is. Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just the way it was actually delivered between the two of them, like it, it, I almost, I wouldn't be surprised if that was completely improvised in the, in the actual movie. Oh, really? Oh, did it? Cause it just, it hit that well. It was, it was authentic. Yeah. Oh, it was very authentic. Almost as if like, yeah, they didn't tell Costner like, Hey, this is what her reaction, this is what her line's going to be that she just gave that and he was like let me hold up to light he's like oh yeah there it is atlas (laughs) so it it, 
But yes, all in all, a, a, a great, great film. And and Todd originally gave me that flick, and I, I thought it was so fantastic. Uh, and I never know which direction you're going to go, but since you like documentaries so much, I thought, you know, since this was real life, uh, this actually happened, and it's not very well known, um, that it would be super interesting. But I, I remember when I gave my review, I, I thought that the two most powerful moments were, one, uh, when, when he went and, yeah. Tore the sign down? Tore the sign yeah. down. I thought that was great. That was a goosebump moment. Um, and also a goosebump moment where she's like, ladies, let's go. And she pulled, pulled him out of that room and then yeah. she started marching down the hallway with all these women, you know, yeah. she's like, I'm not going without my girls and you can let me go or whatever, but you're not getting me without them. And they're like, well, we want you. And unfortunately we don't have the money and we're going to have to let them go. And she's like, well, you're not going to get me then. And then the next scene was her marching down the hall. She's like, I always wanted to be a supervisor, you know? And that, that was an awesome, awesome scene. So Yeah, good pick, man. Hey, and, and I'm glad I'm glad you both enjoyed it. And I think the other the cool thing is, I mean, think about that, dude. Everybody has one of most everyone has one in their homes today, except for our poorest people. But we actually call it a computer still. That was human beings and human beings that uh, that somehow didn't weren't able to transfer that that skills. I mean, ultimately as an elder statesman on this platform, I've actually seen the punch cards that people used to feed uh, mainframe computers. As a tech guy, uh, it is amazing the technology that they ushered in, and they had to do with their heads. And so there was a set of people who had these skills, and somehow they were not able to pass that along and get exponential growth because there are very few people of color, uh, very few black women in particular, uh, in tech. And it's, it's something holding that and holding that back. And I think ultimately seeing movies like this and seeing the power of what people who look like you can do is amazing. So I'm glad that you guys both enjoyed it. Oh, most definitely dude. Yeah. Uh, having seen it myself, I, I, it was so cool to watch all the actors and actresses, but specifically I thought, man, when Costner read that script and figured out like w what his character did and all the lines he was going to get to say, like I, I, he was probably just, breaking his fingers trying to dial the number to, to accept the, <laughs> accept the role because he's he's literally the guy who is the smartest one in the room and he's every he was just chewing the scenery every time i was in the camera i i, I love the most about like uh the way that movie was was made so much like to the effect you know based on true stories always is is a powerful thing for me um i love fiction and, and sci-fi and things like that but but the at the you know you become invested in these names and these people and their personalities and then when they um, would show the side by side of the actress versus the real person yeah. at the end I thought that was super cool like yeah this person is a real per this person this is her she exists right now yeah, and the first lady just died recently yeah I, the, I remember. the main character Catherine that, that was the, that was the name. That well, that was yeah. her, that was her she, she, her name in the movie. Thanks a lot, Todd. Oh, she just, thanks a lot. She just passed away. I know I screwed up. <laughs> you're gonna ru you're ruined, <laughs> get, you've ruined. I want to get her right. Night. <laughs> I know. Um, but and and I think the one thing too that they did with uh, Hidden Figures that it's hit or miss with, uh, you know, real real life documentaries, if you will. Uh, some take a uh, artistic approach of like, oh, we can just kind of change this or change that <laughs> right. to make it fit the movie. Yeah. When in actuality, like, don't don't do that. Like, if that's the way it was when it happened, um, kind of like Ford versus Ferrari. Like, right. that's another yep. one that like, you can tell 
like everything was spot on. And again, they go back and do the side by sides as well with old pictures from, you know, back when that was occurring and you see how they laid everything out and on camera on film. And it was pretty damn close to what real life was. Yeah. I, yeah I, true I, is usually the best. That's the funny thing. True right. Is oh, I, exactly. What weather, bad or good. Yeah. It's, yep. It's, yep. Al- it's always the best. And, uh, I think it was super cool. Um, how how realistic to the times they tried to make every detail in the movie, you know? Yeah. Right, and Todd, I, I will say too, one of the other kind of chuckles that I got, got out of the movie was uh, when they got pulled over in the very beginning of the movie. And <laughs> they're described, yeah. and he's like, they let women do this job? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was a, I think a, a pretty pretty funny interaction between that that officer and and the the group of ladies. That was uh, that was pretty good too. It, I love that. I love that movie. I I remember being very uncomfortable when I watched it. Where so there's a bit of a spoiler here. So if you if you haven't seen it yet, we're all recommending it. The whole podcast. So skip ahead like thirty seconds. But to watch the main character have to run to the bathroom. Oh, God. so many oh, times. Yeah. It got to be really uncomfortable. Like I felt like it was me making her go to the bathroom, but then you realize like they they have to show you all those times because that that's what drives home the point of how hard it was. Yeah, if you saw it once, it would you it wouldn't stick out. Yeah, you want her to you want someone to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I loved it too. It's a good assignment. Oh, by the way, uh, did Danielle watch it with you? No, no. So she has not seen it yet. I don't That's know. important for the group because it's been in my list of possible shit to assign her for a long time. I feel like she has. Uh, when I brought it up to her that Nick, okay. Nick assigned me, I, I think she she was kind of baffled that I hadn't seen it. Bob, uh, okay. until the wedding, she's not she's not coming back on that podcast. So too, too many things to do. <laughs> That's probably a good idea There's on her too, part. Too many things to do. She ain't oh, coming back. Yeah, this <laughs> is for a good reason. All right, awesome man. Uh, all right, before. Uh, let me let me jump in here before Nick does his second one. So I had to watch Mr. In Between from Todd. Yes. And I will tell you, Todd, um, I watched the I watched the whole first season. <laughs> but the I, what, by the time I got done with the first two episodes, I was like, fuck, man, solid C minus. This just doesn't I, I don't. I don't see what they're trying to do. I don't get what they're trying to. So 30 second synopsis. It's an Australian um, dramedy, I guess. Um, every episode is 30, 30 minutes long. Uh, there's, there's only six episodes uh, per season. And you, you can get it on Hulu, I think. Right, Todd? I think so, yes. Not, if I'm yes. not mistaken. It, it's definitely yeah. free. Either Hulu One of the or, bigs. Hulu or Netflix. I think it's Hulu. But, um, man, I, by the, once, we got to the, once I got to the third episode... I was I was hooked, and I, it t- just took me a couple. So we spent a lot of time s- over the past couple of weeks talking about, us, you know, should we be able to assign something to someone who's already been assigned that thing, but we feel like um, they didn't give it enough time. Like if if they just watched a couple more episodes rather than you know the first you know two hours, would they get it? Would they appreciate it? This is one of those shows, man, where. Uh, it wasn't until like the very end of what I was obligated to watch that I really kind of picked up on what they were doing. So it's an Australian show. Um, the guy who, the guy who's the star of the show had actually done a movie 
about this character and somebody, oh, I know who it was. It was, um, there's a guy whose name is Damien, I think, who plays Freddy, uh, his boss in the, in the show. Todd, you'll know who that is. Who's, yep. who's actually a character on Justified. Yep. And, and he fucking did a really good job. And I didn't know he was Australian. That's how good he did. I thought he was like from <laughs> Kentucky. But the motherfucker came out with an Australian accent, and I'm like, wow. Is he? And I had to look it up. I'm like, is he affecting that accent? So th- this guy is, is is essentially, so there's a couple spoilers here, so if you're not interested in that, skip ahead 30 seconds. But uh, So here we go with some spoilers. The guy is essentially a, um, uh, a hitman for hire. He works for a guy. He's basically kind of like a problem solver, but he does have a boss. Um, I think he's, kinda, he's an enforcer. I wouldn't call him hitman. He's an enforcer enforcer for hire sure but he's well let me not even for hire he's an enforcer that works for this guy but he takes care of problems um with the with the business and but it it, there he's got a brother who's disabled um and he's single all by himself uh but he's divorced from a lady and he's then they have had a daughter together so he's got you know partial custody of his daughter and and he's also you know maybe trying to find you know a partner in life um, and being a good dad and be and trying to be a good dad, but trying to, uh, you know, uh, balance <laughs> the, the type of work he has to do with the other side of his personality, which is, can I be a good father? Can I actually, you know, uh, love someone, you know, in a romantic relationship. And, but the thing that threw me for the first couple episodes is the guy is so laconic. He's so, it was like it was like watching Corey walk around on camera. For, the guy was just walked around like and the look, whole look at his face. He would do that kind of smile where he'd go, uh. and, and and then but his whole like his shoulders would be slumped and he just fucking kind of amble over here and he would amble everywhere he went. And I'm like, I don't understand what they're trying to do. There's no it, it's and it's not a it's not a drama, and it's not a comedy, but. It took me uh, like at least three episodes to figure out the tone of the show, but after that, I was hooked. And uh, they did. I want and maybe it was like the fourth episode where they just fucking killed it. They knocked it out of the park. Um, the guy who <laughs> his buddy, who I, again, there's here's some spoilers. Yeah. So skip ahead three seconds. The porn. Yes. The porn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking rolling for 30 straight minutes <laughs> and I thought it was, I thought it was great. So I absolutely intend to finish it. Uh, if you're looking for something a little bit different, but it's fucking really solid, uh, Mr. In between definitely at least watch the first three episodes. And if you really don't like it after that, just abandon it. But I think that'll give you a pretty good flavor of what you're, what you're in for. So well done, sir. <laughs> Thank you, and actually, that's partially why I voted for it. Like, if you assign assigning someone something, so they, and maybe they have to watch a little bit further. And I think I, had, I told you I had the same kind of experience with Ted Lasso, where I wasn't hooked because they yeah. were working too hard at the beginning of it. But if as long, but I didn't hate it, and so that's why I, I voted for you. You can do it, but only if the person like if you if I had, if you totally hated it, you're like this is the worst TV I've ever watched. I would, why I sign you the second three? There's no, there's likely not a chance it bounces back as far as it did because it was. You said a solid C minus, and it came back. Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, I, I, I bumped that up to an A minus. Now I have, I only watched the first season, so I yep. watched. You know, season two's better. Season three, I've heard is 
Uh, don't don't fucking spoil it. I'll I'll find out on my own. But but yep, awesome awesome yep. assignment. I'm, gl- I'm glad I'm two for two. You are two for two. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to join you there because now Nick is going to give a review for what I assigned him last week, which is Castaway. Yeah. Uh, so Castaway. Um, I'm always I'm always a a, a big fan of Tom Hanks. Um. As with him. as with most movies, I, I have not seen a lot of stuff, but uh, but yeah, Castaway basically uh, thirty second uh, premise of of what happens in the movie. Um, guy works for FedEx, uh, Tom Hanks, uh, on on an airplane that crashes on an uh, in the water and is able to make it to an island and lives there for several years. Um, great movie. Um, and I always, I always knew this just from things I heard about Castaway, but obviously wanted to make my own opinion. Um, I, I want to point out how difficult it must have been to act by yourself. Yeah, hundred um, percent. That's why I love that movie. You know, you can get lost in the movie, and you can say, "Oh God, maybe the movie's a little boring," or this, that, and the other, which it wasn't. Um, but I could see where maybe some people would be like, uh, you know, they don't, they don't have the exchange of dialogue between different people. But um, but Tom Hanks just just nails it and, and knocks it out of the park. It's a one man show, basically. Seventy five percent of the movie is a one man show, and uh, he just did a phenomenal job as he always does. Uh, he's a very passionate actor, um, and he's very very believable. Um, and it must just showcase your acting skills so much to be able to you know, talk to yourself and mumble and, and project what the director wants you to be doing without any spoken words, you know? And I, I think that's, he just, he did a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Um, obviously I'm a fan of lost. So kind of same premise. Um, I like any movie that is, you know, beach or, or, uh, you know, ocean centric Mm -hmm. and he, he just did a great job. Um, Obviously, uh, there's probably people out there like me that haven't seen it. Um, I'm not going to give too much more information. Um, I think everyone knows the premise of Castaway. But, <laughs> I would say, I, it not, yeah. yeah, not to be a dick to you, but oh yeah, a lot of the movies you, you're now watching, like no, I understand, and, and, but and it's nice to say no. You know, if people haven't I've seen never it, never seen it. Yeah, oh, no, I, I get it, and but, there, I'm yeah. sure there there's the Knicks of the world that have never seen Castaway. You know, um, it's I wouldn't say it's a cult movie. Um, it was kind of a one hit wonder. There's, there's no follow-ups or anything like that, but, uh, but Tom Hanks is super popular and I could see where a lot of people maybe have seen it. Um, and it's one of those movies that, you know, the premise going into it, you know, what happens, you know, he's on a fucking Island talking to a fucking volleyball. Like everybody knows that. Yeah. How many times has it been on Saturday night live skits back in the day and, and on every late night talk show and him screaming Wilson. I mean, even um, even recently on uh, Jimmy Fallon, him and Jimmy did a ten second or five second mock up of, uh, and if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's pretty sweet. Of Jimmy Fallon and Tom Hanks doing, I think, ninety seconds of improv skit of every movie Tom Hanks has ever done. And they're like, go! And he would like throw a wig on, and he'd be like, what are you doing? Da 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 da! And then he was like get splashed in the face with water or something. And he'd be like, Oh, where are you going? What's going on? And then he's like, 
my girl's sitting in a Triscuit. And he's like dancing that thing for big. And then he's shimmy, shimmy, Cocoa Pop. And then they go to the next scene and he's like, Wilson. And he's like holding this thing and he has a fake beard on. And then they rip the beard off and put another thing. So it's really, really funny. So if you've never even seen the movie, you know basically what goes on. But it's yeah. still, uh, it still blew me away. I still liked it a lot. I would say it was a solid B. I would say it was a solid B movie. Fair enough. Excellent. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, he liked Lost. It, mm-hmm. makes, it stands to reason he'd love that. Mm-hmm. But Lost is an A. Yeah. That's I don't a- want to spend a whole lot of time on Lost. But <laughs> this, this, <laughs> is, that. this is, uh, like, like Nick said, this is a guy who, it ain't easy to act. On, I mean, how many other actors do you, do you know of that could anchor Robert a mo- uh, Oh, dude, have you seen that? Uh- yes. Stop. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you, you just... <laughs> You just answered my question, and I won't say any more. But you're you're absolutely right. <laughs> I forgot about that one. There are there are too many people who could do what he did. <laughs> so that is real time, by the way. Is it? Yes. All right. That's what I need to see. All right. So let's uh, let's do new assignments. Uh, the the Excel spreadsheet says that I have Todd. Corey has Nick. Sweet. Todd has Corey, and Nick has me. So let me, uh, while you guys are thinking about that, uh, Todd, Todd Dillon, yep. ha- have you seen, I'm trying to find, th- this is the one I really have been wanting to assign to you for a couple of weeks. I just haven't drawn you, but maybe you've already seen it. Summer of Soul. No, on my list of things to watch. Do you know what I'm talking about, right? You know it? I do. On Hulu? Yeah, yeah. On yep. Hulu? Yep. Okay. Yep. Fucking yep. Phenomenal. You need need to watch it. That's what you got. I will. I will watch them. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You already get. I already know you're. It's going to be good. Oh my god! I was. It's fucking. been on my list. <laughs> All right. So let me transfer that over here. Uh, Todd, you had uh, Corey, uh, who stepped away. Never mind. <laughs> uh, but that means uh, spotlights on you, Nick, because you got me. Bob, uh, the killing. The killing. Killing's available on. Uh, Amazon Prime Video for free. Is it a movie or a show? It's a series that was originally on Netflix. Okay. Has, have you assigned it to someone else here? I th- I, I want to say yeah. I have. Did I give it to you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. It That's ma- all. You don't have to. It, no, but I, I was just looking to make sure, like, in everyone's assignments, and um, I think it was before we started keeping track of assignments. Oh because really? I okay. Didn't, I didn't see it. In I tried to go back as far as I could, but it was like I I, I just didn't have it in me to. Keep Do you remember anything up. about it, Corey? Don't don't spoil it. I don't know. No, but I just didn't know if you liked it or didn't like it. What, it wasn't. I don't even want to know. It that. wasn't one of the dubbed ones, wasn't? No, I don't okay. even want to know that. Right. <laughs> I don't want to know if you liked it or not. No, I don't. I'll, I'll figure it out. Figure uh, it out. Fucking figure it out, man. All right. So back to Todd. Todd, you have Corey. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh man, I uh, that's on my list to watch, Todd. I, I mean, I I can't say yes to that by any means. So, is it a porno? Okay. No. Oh, okay. Uh, is that? I don't, F- I don't know. I don't know what service it's on. You can you can get it somehow, and if you pay for it, and you don't like it <laughs> somehow. <I'm> <laughs> Thanks, Todd. It's on. <laughs> I know it's on. It's on online. I don't know if it's a freebie. Of course, you and all your paying movies. <laughs> All right, uh, Corey, you got Nick. Uh, let me go through my list here, um, dude. I just there was something the other day too that I 
remember I wanted to assign to you. I'm hoping I put it in my notes. Uh, It'll come to you. Yep, not seeing it, but... uh, (laughs) Do you remember anything about it? Who's in it? What it's about? We'll have a little movie trivia contest to figure out what it is that you're going to assign. You know what? Movie or show? Have you seen Have you seen the Circle yet? No. Uh, Circle season one (laughs) on Netflix. Uh, Okay, and uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Todd, uh, he may not be able to watch it. It's uh, It's on Hulu Premium, YouTube Premium, Amazon Prime Video Premium, YouTube. if, for, so if it's not any of those, you can pay for it. Like if you have Prime, you can just pay for it. I'll, I'll pay for it. <laughs> oh, okay. no, no, no! You're not going to pay for. It. You're only going to pay for it if he doesn't like it. That's the agreement. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I can rent it though, right? Yeah, it's a rental. Yeah. So it says Amazon Prime Video Premium subscription. So uh, I would assume that means you can also rent it. Um. Do, do you have HBO Max? Yeah. It's on HBO Max. For free. All right. Sweet. Uh, is that the HBO Go or HBO Max? HBO Max. <laughs> God damn it. Isn't that an Apple TV too? Uh, it's not for free though. Oh, you gotta okay. pay 20 bucks. This yeah. says HBO Max, uh, HBO through Amazon Prime, and HBO Now. So just check check HBO first. Right. Whatever, HBO, whatever HBO you got, that'll probably be the if one. If he doesn't like it, I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm saying. All right, that's fair. Corey's making a notation. Make sure not to like. <laughs> for 20 bucks, shit. No, 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 no. Wait, yeah, if you end up paying 20 bucks for it, that shit better be good. No, <laughs> it, 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 it shouldn't cost 20 bucks. That is, that's probably true. And I said, if it costs 20 bucks, I'll buy it. Because I know, I know I'm in good shape. I'm trying to win this thing. We, that's what we need to be doing. We need to be keeping score. Of who gets all these likes. It's great that we have what people watch, but we don't know what people graded their movies. Oh, yeah. That's, we, we've never... You're the only one who introduced the grading system for movies. Yeah. And I'm entertaining that, start that. But no, no, I'm not... I don't want the... Because that influences that, that that's an outside factor then. Yes. Very I, true. I don't want... Yeah, the, we need to keep the purity of, of Gentleman's all Agreement. Right. But I thought we were supposed to sign a movie that we, we loved or yeah. really liked and we think someone else would. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's what we're supposed to do. So it should and well, and I'd say grade, the grading matter. doesn't have to be my A's, B's, or C's. It could be yes, up or down, thumbs up or thumbs down. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've done that. I mean, people have definitely said if they did, if they hated it, they've definitely not been. That's fine. Afraid I just want to compete and I want to win it. Something. Gene Gene Siskel did it. <laughs> and, and what was the name of that flick again? Judas and the Black Siskel Messiah. and Ebert. That's right. Siskel yeah, and Ebert. Judas and the Black Messiah. <laughs> All right, you guys want to wrap it up with a little uh, pick of the week? Certainly. Certainly. Um, I can go first unless someone else really does. Sure, go ahead. Uh, so my pick of the week is um, it's a website called TuneFind. That's T-U-N-E-F-I-N-D. Uh, so I, as a as a normal guy... Uh, sorry, sorry, Nick. A normal guy who quotes movies all the time. Yeah, that's a normal every guy. now every now and again. Everybody I know does it except for you, which is fine. You but know this, a lot of dorky people. This do. may actually help you because if you're looking for a quote from a movie, 
um, or a TV show and you're not sure where that quote came from, tunefind.com will help you to do it. Um, oh, no, no, no. My bad. I had two. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. Let me back up for a second. Oh, here we go. Uh, should I stick no, with I'm confused. Should I stick with the description or stick with the website name? Anybody? T- t- pick one. Description. Description. Okay. So uh, the website's actually yarn. <laughs> Yarn.co. So let me let me let me go back here for a second. So yeah, if you're inter- if you're interested in uh, figuring out oh who said this or which movie was it where the guy said this line I can't remember the name of the movie yarn.co that's y a r n dot c o is a great site to do a quick search on any of that kind of shit. So <laughs> if you want to know like how many how many movies reference the word avocado you can find it there. Uh, if you're like man I remember the, I love that line. And I, I, somebody just quoted to me, and I thought it was hilarious, but I can't remember what movie it's from. This is the site you want to go to. So, yarn.co. Awesome. <laughs> Going there right now. Yeah, that's Y-A-R-N, yes. not, not yarn. Yarn. Like all, yarn. like all this liquid I've been I, holding. I already spelled it, but you spelling it again is just driving it home for me. Absolutely. Okay, that's my pick. Nicholas? Fellas. Yeah, so uh, Pick of the Week this week uh, for me is going to be uh, the Real Good Coffee Company store um, out of Seattle, Washington. Um, went ahead and ordered uh, their French roast. Uh, you got a two-pound bag, which uh, if you're not uh, equating uh, how, how much coffee would be in a two-pound bag, like I was not, uh, I'm like, yeah, two pounds, all right, sounds, sounds about right. That sounds fine. Yeah, it's huge. Um, it would be like if you took a medium to large bag of Lay's potato chips and filled it up with coffee, <laughs> coffee beans. It's a lot of fucking beans. Um, uh, $24.99 for their two-pound bag. I got their French roast because I got a French press and I got a, an electric kettle and a hand grinder uh, based on recommendations from Bob over vacation. Uh, tried it for the first time today. Awesome. 100% Arabica beans, uh, whole beans, and... Uh, yeah, 4,500 uh, 4.6 star reviews on, on Amazon. You can find it, order it. Real good coffee company, Seattle, Washington. Seattle-based. Isn't there another? Seattle. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Isn't there another tiny little company in Seattle that does coffee? Little boy. Starbucks. Little baby one. <laughs> They're not that well known. Does Batman get his coffee from Starbucks? <laughs> Starbucks? Starbucks coffee as a coffee connoisseur sucks. Yes, yeah, a lot Zeitgeist of is, actually Bedlam's much better, but uh, Zeitgeist is good too. Starbucks okay. coffee is disgusting. It's very bitter. I like bitter coffee, and it's it's not good. Coffee like like you like your women, like I like my uh, personality. Todd, you got a pick? I do. Uh, the Bacata LED desk lamp. I'm actually been using it. Last, I don't know if you remember, like a couple episodes ago, it got dark up in my office, and <laughs> nobody could see me. <laughs> Wait, can you spell spell the brand name again? B E K A D A. Okay, thank you. So you got a pretty awesome, and. pretty flexible. I, I can change the hues. I love it. Okay, Makes me look good. Got all manner good stuff going. <laughs> I was wondering, you looked a little glisteny. Hey, hold on, let me turn that down a little bit. <laughs> is, it, is, is it also a mystery? No, son of a son of a bitch! There's a glisten filter I didn't turn on. <laughs> it's part exactly. lamp, part part mister. 
yeah. it does all oh, there's like eight buttons on it man i'm loving this thing eight buttons Todd just sits there all day and he just hits the buttons you know what makes a good lamp buttons <laughs> lots of buttons the more buttons the better the lamp <laughs> Some of these don't even do anything. <laughs> they just click. <laughs> right. I, I hope they're those. They make those, that satisfied click sound. I hope they're those old school buttons, like uh, like the buttons on a VCR that go go back a couple <laughs> inches, like a tooth, <laughs> and then that make like those old school light switches when you hit them, they like they chunk. <laughs> chunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other the other switch pops back. Out again. Yes. <laughs> oh, so that's Bacada, B E K A D, chunk D A lamp. <laughs> All right, Corey. LED lamp with the clamp, baby. Oh, hold on. What are there buttons on the clamp? No buttons on the clamp, but it's got a oh, solid that's, clamp. That's I, I, I will have to say, uh, on a on a rough segue to that, we up like downstairs predominantly. Most of the light switches uh, growing up in in the colonial house we grew up in as a kid um, were the normal light switches as you would you would think of them. But upstairs, the steps we had like twenty steps going upstairs. And the upstairs light switches were the old school snap light switches. Like you, you'd hit it and you would, and you would hear that light switch go on. And I remember my brother and I would be like fucking around doing something. It's that breaker in there that you're actually hearing hit. Yeah, we'd be fucking around doing something. And when yeah. my, when my mom flipped that switch at the bottom of the steps. It was like ass beating time. We were like, yeah. Yeah, oh, shoot, pull the blankets up, shut up, shut up. And the light would come on and boom, 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 boom. I'm like, oh. So we were we were trained to after that switch, like we knew there was a there was a crazy one with a spatula coming up the steps. Dude, you just brought That's me back awesome. back those memories from not every not, kid ever. No, well, for for us it was and specifically me. Because I was the ringleader in this, but when you're sneaking around at night and trying to, get, like, you want to go turn on the TV uh, after your parents have gone to bed or whatever, like turning the light on was a bit like you had to you had to learn how to how to do it in the dark. Yeah, because if you hit that light, someone's gonna hear it. It's the big joke. Yeah. So yeah, I was trying not oh, to. Man. I was trying not to turn the light on. I, I my my dad fucking heavy footed his way through the house throughout my entire childhood. <laughs> he didn't need a light switch for me to hear him coming. Did but you? I needed to make sure he couldn't hear that I was in a room doing some shit when I should have been in that, bed. That's what it was for my no, parents. I, that's what it was for my parents, too, was you could hear the feet down the hallway. Oh, yeah. Just, and we're like, oh, yep, time to get in bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it brought me back because, I, similarly, I would watch Benny Hill, and my mom worked uh, afternoons, and she would get home uh, just as Benny Hill was ending, and I always wanted to watch the very end to watch that skinny old dude freaking run around in his underwear. <laughs> and so I was always nervous when I got to my room because my room was on the back of the house. So I would, so I knew she wouldn't see the light, but I would flick that switch and that sound. Just, I'm like, I hope she didn't hear that at the door. So wait, hold on. Old, and I'm not familiar with Penny Hill, but old dude running around in his underwear. So you've been, oh, you've been watching penis bulges for quite some time now. There were no, uh, this have. is Benny Hill. He, he's, he's British. Oh, I think we can assign that. I'm going to find out if that's on somewhere. Oh, I could see the veins when I was just a boy. Well, I think you. I think you just said it doesn't matter if it's on somewhere. If it costs you something to to watch it, yeah. then you'll you'll Benny pay back. Yeah, but Benny Hill should be a great. That's how you also reminded me too. My parents used to vacuum. Uh, they would run the vacuum in the on the, on the carpet. <laughs> well, they wouldn't do it as like a security measure, but Go if the sleep. carpet was like freshly vacuumed, <laughs> they would be able to know that you would walk down the hallway. Surprise. Yes. So you learn. Bob used the vacuum at you learn to Spider Man your way down the hallway without touching the floor to get to the to the kitchen, so you could step on the counter and, walk, and go all the way through. Step on the counter. Wait, uh, hang yeah. on. 
Yeah. Are you saying if they freshly vacuumed, yeah. you were going to leave foot tracks in the, the carpet? Yeah. Okay. This was the 70s, dude. There was the shag, fucking shag carpeting. Corey. Shag. Corey, okay, vacuum the rocks. I don't think you have anything to say about anything to do with vacuuming. <laughs> well, no, I mean, vacuuming the rocks isn't his idea. I know, no, but he I, had to do it. Yeah. It wasn't your idea to not step on shag carpet. That's true. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Did you ever take your socks off and just run your toes through it? Oh, all the time. That's, <laughs> I don't know who, why would you not do that? That's the whole point of having shag carpet. That's why you get it. If you don't want that, get some fucking un- indoor outdoor carpet and put it in the house. <laughs> that way you get a foot scratch. What, what color was the shag? Brown. Was it? Yeah. Like a, like a not deep. Dark brown, not everyone that puke had a orange. Brown. Oh, we we. <laughs> oh, yeah, I I do guys who had. We had we had a we had a, we had a peak in orange. one room of the house. There was a ketchup red. Oh we had blue. God, so that's amazing. You can spill almost anything on that, and you're totally fine. Yeah, unless, unless it's ink. You had blue, Todd. Like a yeah, like a like a like the ocean. No, no, like that in between uh, ocean and sky. Okay, <laughs> that hazy blue. Middle Earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, well, Corey, you haven't gone yet. What's your pick? After those, I don't mine's not that exciting. Um <laughs> I mean, shag carpeting wasn't a pick. We were just no, <laughs> t- t- off on a weird tangent. Uh no, I'm gonna go with uh my JBL Peak Endurance two headphones I got uh, a couple months back. Okay. They it, Can you do headphones after you you didn't you pitch some earbuds? Those, two weeks ago, not two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> no, those were these are the ones I have in now for the podcast that I pitched uh, maybe ten episodes ago. Yeah, maybe. But these are the ones I use when I'm at work or cutting grass and all that. Uh, so like, the Apple AirPods are awesome. There's a lot of functionality to them, but they don't sit in your ear correct. And I had to buy like these little uh, silicone covers to put over them to actually sit in my ear to where. I'm comfortable with it. I, I would never use them in the yard or anything because after you sweat, they're going to fall out. Uh, JBL Peak Endurance 2, they're basically like these in-ear, but they wrap around the back of your ear, uh, and I'm very secure. Um, I've sweated my ass off cutting the grass and all that in them, stay in, uh, and come with a nice little charging case and toss them in there. Good to go. And they're uh, waterproof as well. Well, I would hope so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you're sweating. <laughs> you're sweating your ass off every well, time they, you put yeah. them on. <laughs> but downside to that being, I, I I do not believe the uh, Apple AirPods are. Oh, I I. Yeah, I didn't. I guess I didn't expect that they would be. They're not a sport headphone, really. But no, but a lot of people use them to work out in and all that. So you kind of yeah, like I them. Guess. To be. Yeah, that's my pick. Okay. They're not waterproof. They're just sweatproof. The I'm Apple so AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if that water doesn't have any salt in it, you're fucked. Yeah, you you're just ruined those headphones. Exactly. But salt water, not a problem. Good to go. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, that's this week's episode. So please join us next week for episode 135. Uh, on behalf of Nick, Todd, Corey, this is Bob. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>